In addition to being April Fool's Day, tomorrow is also the day that the federal carbon tax is expected to rise 25% here in Ontario, also Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. And since our provinces don't have our own carbon pricing plan, this is the way it's going to go for us. Again, not an April Fool's joke, but if you look at certain parts of the Twitterverse tomorrow, I'm sure there will be many people calling it that. Uh, It's going up to a total of $50 per ton of emissions. At the gas station, the federal government estimates that works out to about 2.2 cents a liter extra of gas, hitting a total of 11 cents per liter. That's more money out of your pocket for the things you need, just like everything else seemingly. Joining us to discuss that is Randy Robinson. He's the Ontario Director at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Thanks for joining us, Randy. Uh, Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Uh, We talk about the carbon tax here because it is going up tomorrow, but that's not really the only factor that should be blamed for the the state of the price of everything right now, is it? Well, no, not really. I mean, the carbon tax has not changed in the past year at all, and we've seen a a great run-up in prices. I think inflation for all items now in Ontario is at 6.1% the last time we heard. So there are definitely other things going on. Uh, When it comes to the price of gasoline, um, uh, the carbon tax is 5% of the price of a liter of gas today, and it'll be 6% tomorrow. The really big changes that have been happening have to do with crude oil prices, which of course are all dependent on global factors. And also some changes in the retail margin in the last couple of months, for sure. Yeah, yeah. certainly the conflict in Ukraine, the boycotting of Russian oil and gas by many countries uh, is going to have an impact on all of that. And we've touched on all of that before. Uh, Specific to the price at the pumps again, though, I think it's important for people to realize that like it's not just there. I mean, yes, the price of gas is going up and we're going to be paying more. But that in turn has a ripple effect that affects everything. Gas is sort of the, the you know, ground zero of, of, um, of the prices that we're paying now. Yeah, and it's an element of inflation, you know, it's, it's, and it's a very volatile element. It's a fascinating uh, item to look at when you're studying the com- consumer price index. If you go back to the last 20 years, um, uh, inflation in Ontario has gone up by about 47%, which is completely normal. That's what we're used to. It's 2% a year compounded sort of thing. But inflation for gasoline is up 113%. Wow. And not only is it up 113%, but it's on a, a continuous upward trajectory. You know, I always say when you when you buy a car, you're kind of buying a ticket on a roller coaster because the price of gasoline is going to go up and down, up and down, up and down. And what's surprising, if you look at the sort of 20-year statistics, is in spite of the volatility of gas prices, inflation is pretty steady. Right now, though, we are feeling um, uh, we're feeling the pinch a little bit uh, because, of course, uh, gasoline is, as you say, factored into so many things, especially the price of diesel fuel, because trucks deliver just about everything we consume. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Global News uh, Radio. I'm Mark Harkisle filling in for Alan Carter. Now, uh, we're speaking with Randy Robinson. He's the Ontario Director at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Randy, for most people, they look at this situation and uh, I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people certainly will look at the situation and say, we need to get away from being chained to fossil fuels the way they the way we are. We We need to move on from this. But there are many also saying, Now's not the time. We just can't flick the switch and suddenly go electric and wind powered and and all that. It's going to take some time and we have to build to that uh, and I guess go through less pain if we do it slowly. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, it's not like climate change is, is taking us by surprise. We've known about this for 30 some years, and I think we've really been paying close attention to it you know, at the policy level since about 2006, people have heard about it. But uh, Canadians as, as a whole are very resistant to uh, changing uh, their habits when it comes to consuming energy. You know, you look around the world and when it comes to the size of our engines, uh, the uh, uh, gas mileage efficiency of those engines and our greenhouse gas emissions from transportation or from, from uh, personal vehicles, we're the highest in the world. Uh, the United States is close behind, but uh, we're the highest in the world and we just do not seem to be getting the message. Um, the carbon tax that was introduced is very gradual. It takes, uh, since it was begun, it's, it's taking a decade to say to us, listen, uh, here's the message we need to get off of fossil fuels. This latest uh, run up in the prices though has basically given us 2030 prices in 2022. So um, if, if we're not getting the message, I, I really think we should, we should start getting the message now because the thing about the climate emergency and people say, you know, well, uh, yes, I wanna help, but I can't do it right now. The climate emergency doesn't care. It is continuing uh, as on its own pace. If we don't do something, it gets worse. So this past year, we had terrible droughts in Western Canada that basically uh, destroyed the wheat crop and other crops in many areas. We had, I learned a new word in November, atmospheric river. And when you look at what happened in British Columbia, I mean, you see the pictures, it was like those roads and bridges were bombed from the air. It was yeah. very destructive. And that's just the beginning of where things are heading. So, you know, really we have to take this seriously. And now's as good a time as any because um, we're, we're used to being told that we need to, to do something about climate change just because it's bad. But uh, now we have another reason to do something about it, which is that it's really expensive to try to live with these kinds of uh, gasoline prices. Yeah, it's just such a frustrating point in history to be in right now because you, you sort of know what the solution is. But again, it's not necessarily a flick that can just a switch rather that can just be flicked because there are sorts of economic considerations to, to take into account, too. I don't think there's anyone out there who feels that fossil fuels is what we need to stick with for the rest of history. There are even a lot of oil and gas companies that are uh, doing research into and making investments into moving on because it benefits them economically as well if they can find the next big thing. But it's just hard and it's also expensive to to go the other way and just make that switch. So uh, it sounds like we're going to be paying uh, either way. Now, Randy, just one quick question for you before I have to let you go. Uh, specific again to the, uh, the the tax that raises tomorrow, the carbon tax. We do get a rebate on our taxes from the federal government to offset the impact of that. Uh, and the government says it'll be a net gain for most people, but there are still quite a few people who who stand to lose. Am I right in understanding that basically the more gas you spend in the course of your life or your job, uh, the more you the more that rebate doesn't really help you out, right? Um, well, the rebate is pretty substantial with the climate action incentive. Uh, for a family of four, it's going to be seven hundred and forty five dollars. Uh, this year alone, and I was sitting at my computer and I thought, well, how much carbon tax can I pay with $745? And the answer is 6,800 liters of gas worth of carbon tax. So unless you have a car or vehicle that gets really terrible gas mileage, or you drive 100,000 kilometers a year or some high number like that, you're probably going to make money on the carbon tax. 
the federal government says that eight out of 10 people will be better off when it's all done. And those who aren't better off are, as I say, um, you know, using very inefficient vehicles or just driving a tremendous amount. Randy Robinson, Ontario Director at the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives. Thanks for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. Great talking to you.